your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 265 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That music you are hearing right now is, of course, by Pacifier, a song called Leave the Lights On from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. Today, we're going to be talking about what else? The Rangers' first scrimmage, which occurred last night, Thursday night, uh, just basically an inter-squad scrimmage, Team A against Team B, and Team B ran away with a 6-1 victory. We're going to get into all that in just a second, as well as letting you guys know you know, who played with who, who was on Team B, who was with Team A, who were the winners and losers of the scrimmage. We'll get into that as well. And we're also going to have an update on Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, he sent out what was a very encouraging tweet this morning. Sounds like he just had the open-heart surgery and that it pretty much went according to plan. So going to talk about that a little bit as well, but let's go ahead, dive right into the scrimmage here. There was no live stream or anything like that, so I'm basically just piecing it together from various tweets from reporters who were there and different articles that were written, uh, short video clips of the practice, some post-practice interviews, so on and so forth. You get the idea, just kind of putting all the pieces together uh, for everything that happened last night. Uh, but the big news to start with, Artemi Panarin and Liber Hayek, they both missed practice on Wednesday was kind of vague as to why they were absent, but they were both back on the ice last night for the scrimmage. With Liber Hayek, of course, you know, he can ill afford to miss practice time because he's competing for an opening night roster spot. We've talked about how the top four Ranger defensemen are pretty much set in stone as far as locks to make the opening night roster. The best four Ranger defensemen on the team, at least right now, this can change during the course of a season, but you got to believe the top four guys in the pecking order right now, in no particular order, are Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Tony D'Angelo, and Jacob Truba, so their spots are secure. But beyond that, as far as the last two defenseman spots for opening night, yeah, wide open. And we're seeing that kind of play out in practices and also in the scrimmage last night. The other bit of news, the same three players who have not uh, participated in practice also did not take part in the scrimmage last night either. Those are Mika Zibanejad, Justin Richards, and Keith Kincaid. Uh, with Zibanejad, I mean, it goes without saying they need to get him back. He's obviously one of the best players on the Rangers, one of the best players in the NHL. And the Rangers have so far played it pretty close to the vest with all three of these guys, really, as far as why they have not been available. But they're just listed as day-to-day. So for now, I suppose we'll just take them at their word. I do know that David Quinn, uh, not too long ago after practice, he was talking to the media members, and he mentioned that he does not believe that Mika Zibanejad is in danger of missing opening night. So... I don't know. You know, With the NHL, we've talked about this. They tend to be very vague with their injury reports and th- why certain people are absent from practice or whatever it might be. Uh, so we all right now just got to keep our fingers crossed and hope that Mika Zibanejad returns to Ranger practice in short order because as great as he is, uh, I don't think that anybody wants to see him uh, just dive right in. I mean, we want him there for opening night, obviously, but it'd be nice for him to get at least a couple of practices in, uh, shake off the rust and just get ready to go for the season. Uh, you know, you miss one or two practices if you're a player of the caliber of Mika Zibanejad. I don't think it's too big of a deal, but to just jump into game action, ice cold, having not played any hockey, yeah, that's not ideal. So, We'll just have to see what happens there. But uh, like I said, Team B defeated Team A 6-1 to in a two-period game. And just so you guys know the line combinations and the defense pairings and the goalies for each team, this is what you've got. Let's start with Team B since they obviously won in a landslide last night. So the Team B roster, I'm just going to go right down 
the depth chart in order as far as, you know, top line, second line, third line. This is at least how it was presented uh, on the actual depth chart that they gave out to the media members that were there. A couple of them posted pictures of the depth chart and the uh, roster that was handed to them at the scrimmage last night. But for Team B, the top line, Brett Howden centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. This is the third time in four days that we've seen Brett Howden centering the top line in place of Mika Zibanejad. Uh, Morgan Barron was there for one day. I believe that was Tuesday. But it sounds like this line had a very strong night. Chris Kreider had a couple of goals. Brett Howden had a two-point night. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich was singled out by Coach Quinn after the scrimmage as somebody that really impressed him. He mentioned Pavel Buchnevich, he mentioned Howden, and he mentioned Keandre Miller specifically. But yeah, sounds like a really strong night for these guys. And uh, Howden, you know, fitting in, I don't want to say pretty seamlessly because then it sounds like, you know, he's just doing all the things that Mika Zibanejad would be doing if he was there. But it sounds like Howden, this transition, potentially moving from the fourth line all the way up to the top line, sounds like it's going pretty well so far. And it sounds like the Rangers are encouraged by what they're seeing from Brett Howden. And again, fingers crossed that this team has Mika Zibanejad on opening night, but it's starting to look more and more like if Mika is not available, you're going to see Brett Howden on that top line along with Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. So yeah, nice to see that line uh, clicking together in the scrimmage last night. And then you also had for Team B, the second line, and this is again, three guys who I think are going to be together on opening night, Philip Hedel centering Alexi Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier. And there was actually a tweet sent out by Vince Mercagliano. He covers the Rangers for Loha, does a great job there. He's been on the podcast a handful of times as well. But it sounds like he believed that they were, you know, kind of still finding their footing as a combination there. And that makes sense to me because when you think about it, these guys have never played together before. That was the first time that they've been in an actual game action against, you know, an, an opponent. Granted, it's an inter-squad scrimmage rather than, you know, an opponent from around the NHL. But it's the first time these guys have really played together. Alexi Lafreniere obviously was not on the Rangers last season. And Philip Hedel and Julian Gauthier, I don't remember them playing on the same line all that often last season. I mean, I'm sure they crossed paths. I'm sure they were on the ice together at one time or another. But this is the first time where it seems like they're going to be true bona fide line mates for the foreseeable future. I get the feeling, even if Alexi Lafreniere at some point moves up the lineup uh, during the course of the regular season. I get the feeling Hedl and Gautier are going to be pretty uh, linked together on the third line there. That's assuming that obviously both guys make the team. I believe both of them will. I suppose nothing's set in stone. You can never say for sure, but I get the feeling uh, that both those guys will be there and uh, will probably be line mates for the foreseeable future for the Rangers. And then as far as the third line for Team B, you had Gabrielle Fontaine centering Brennan Lemieux and Phil DiGiuseppe. And apparently this line had a pretty strong night as well. They were doing a good job in the forecheck, just playing hard in general, and even linked up for a goal when Brennan Lemieux assisted Phil DiGiuseppe. And then you also had an extra forward for Team B. It was Austin Ruschoff. And then if we switch our attention to the defense pairings, the top pairing was Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. I didn't really see too many notes about them, but that's almost a positive sign at this point, right? Because going into last season, they're both untested rookies. With Adam Fox, he put those questions to rest pretty quickly because he ended up putting forward a Rookie of the Year caliber campaign. He wasn't quite a nominee for the Rookie of the Year award, but his name definitely came up a couple of times in that conversation. And for my money, one of the best young defensemen in hockey. And then Ryan Lindgren, once we all figure out who Ryan Lindgren was, it was like, okay, well, is this guy going to stick with the team? And indeed, he did stick with the team. He played great for the Rangers last season. So, I mean, the fact that these guys are on a team that only allowed one goal the entire night, and we didn't really hear too much about them in this scrimmage, not necessarily a bad thing when you're a defenseman, because it means you're probably playing pretty well, you're not getting beat, and just a solid night overall for this pairing, it would appear. The second defense pairing was Ke'Andre Miller and Brennan Smith. We'd seen the two of these guys play together a little bit uh, throughout the practices, and then also in the scrimmage last night, and it sounds like Ke'Andre Miller, if you look at some of David Quinn's comments from after the game, it sounds like he is right in the mix, fighting for an opening night roster spot. 
you know, in the offseason, we talked a little bit about Keandre Miller and his prospects and, you know, when might he make his debut. And I kind of tossed out the idea that I thought we would definitely see Keandre Miller make his New York Ranger debut in this upcoming season. But we might be seeing it sooner than we initially believed because it sounds like, again, right in there, fighting, legitimately fighting for a roster spot on opening night. And it sounds like he's turning some heads, really impressing a lot of people. And if that continues to be the case, then... Yeah, he might be penciled into the opening lineup, maybe alongside Brendan Smith. Again, we've seen the two of these guys playing together uh, quite often, and it now looks like Jacob Truba, you know, we had Truba and Smith together for a good portion of last season, and it looks like they're going to go with Truba and D'Angelo together, so maybe then you roll with Keandre Miller and Brendan Smith. We will just have to wait and see what happens there. And then for the third defense pairing, you had Matthew Robertson and Darren Radish, and then an extra defenseman, Brandon Crawley and Igor Shesterkin starting in net for Team B. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big-time playoff matchups right around the corner. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON in all caps, and you will get your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Just going to tell you guys about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's go to Team A, and I'm just going to read the roster to you guys, share a couple of my thoughts, just like we did with Team B just a couple minutes ago. So, first of all, you got the top line of Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Capo Caco. No surprises there. Uh, they did link up for one goal, the lone goal that Team A scored. There was a play where Artemi Panarin had the puck in deep, just sent a centering pass to Ryan Strom, and Strom beat Shesterkin for the goal, and... It's really nice to see that duo kind of pick up where they left off. I mean, I think everybody feels good about Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom playing together going into this season, I think. But just very nice to uh, see them link up for a goal early in this scrimmage. There was actually a video of this goal posted on Twitter, and Artemi Panarin basically just delayed with the puck just a little bit. Ryan Strom found an empty spot on the ice, kind of right in the center of the net there. Panarin passes to his right, and Strom just knocks it home. So, again, picking up right where they left off and uh, looking like they're ready to roll going into the season. It's just one goal a scrimmage, but still very nice to see that duo link up for a goal uh, like they did so many times last season. And then as far as the second line for Team A, you had Kevin Rooney, free agent from the Devils, centering Morgan Barron and Colin Blackwell. All three of these guys competing for a spot in the opening night roster. Apparently Morgan Barron at one point laid a big open ice hit on Brett Howden, kind of knocked Brett Howden to the ice, and when you're battling for a roster spot, you're going to do things like this. It's interesting to note that uh, Barron put the hit on Howden. Those are two guys that are you know, competing for playing time and competing for a spot on the opening night roster. I think Howden's pretty safe at this point. Uh, he was with the Rangers all season last season. They've actually been 
playing him on the top line. But interesting to note, I mean, maybe Morgan Barron still has something to say about uh, that top line center spot if Mika Zibanejad is out for whatever reason on opening night because we did see a practice where Morgan Barron was centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. So we'll have to keep our eye on that going forward, see if Barron uh, gets any more run with the top line or if maybe that was just a one-day thing and maybe it's Brett Howden's job to lose at this point. But that's going to be very interesting to track going forward. You had a third line of Patrick Kodorenko centering Johnny Brodzinski and Anthony Greco, and then Tim Gettinger was an extra forward for Team A. And then as far as the defense pairings go, uh, Tony D'Angelo and Jacob Truba playing in their first sort of kind of game action together here in the form of a scrimmage and not necessarily the best night for them. I don't know exactly how many goals they were out there for, but they were on a team that gave up six goals in just two periods. So not the best start for the two of them. Uh, again, just one scrimmage. Let's not read too much into it, but hopefully in the practices to come here, and if the Rangers have any more scrimmages before opening night, hopefully uh, the two of them show a little bit better than they did last night in this scrimmage. But then you've also got Jack Johnson out there with Anthony Patetto. Again, two veterans that could be competing for a spot on that opening night lineup. Jack Johnson, I know it wasn't the most beloved move that the Rangers have made over the past few years, but again, you know, one-year contract just north of a million dollars. Maybe he can sort of rediscover some of that form uh, that he had back in Columbus a few years ago when he was still a pretty solid defenseman. So we'll see an Anthony Batetto, another veteran that they brought in. It seems like he's somebody who will be included in the upcoming expansion draft. But while he's here, you know, maybe he has a chance at cracking the opening night roster as well. And then the third defense pairing, Liber Hayek and Tarmo Runinen. It's a big training camp for Liber Hayek because he's somebody who actually cracked the Rangers opening night roster last season, got sent down, had to deal with an injury, and just never really worked his way back. He came back up for just one game in January, but Liber Hayek was sort of the forgotten man on the blue line last season. So this is obviously going to be a huge couple of days for him as he tries to put his best foot forward and trying to crack the opening night uh, roster for this New York Ranger team. We'll see how it goes. And Alex Georgiev started in net for Team A. Adam Huska was also on the roster for Team A. I figure I might as well go ahead and give you guys the scoring summary from the scrimmage last night. I know we kind of talked about a couple of the goals that were scored already, but just to do it all in one shot here, uh, Team A, you had Ryan Strom scoring off of a feed from Artemi Panarin. Uh, that was their only goal of the night, and I believe they actually opened the scoring, so that made it one to nothing. And then for Team B... Chris Kreider, he scored off of an assist from Bushnevich and Adam Fox. Uh, Brett Howden, he deflected a shot from Brendan Smith into the net, so he got a goal there. Uh, Bushnevich scored on a penalty shot. And one other thing that I should mention, there's not really any... I mean, there are penalties in the scrimmage, but they're not doing power plays and penalty kills, at least not yet. What they do, the coaches are pretty much in charge of calling penalties, and if there is a penalty called, uh, the player who got tripped or got held or whatever it might be, he takes a penalty shot against the goalie. So it's actually kind of cool because it gives... It's good work for all these guys. You know, you never know when you're going to be one-on-one with the goalie. It's great work for the goalies as well. There's obviously breakaways over the course of an NHL game, over the course of an NHL season, and you never know uh, how many games you're going to play that end up going to a shootout. So it's great work for everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously the Rangers are going to have to work on the power play and the penalty kill as well. I'm sure they'll get to that at some point. But uh, I kind of like that. You know, just if you get if you draw a penalty, you get a penalty shot in the scrimmage. That's, that's actually kind of cool. And then Chris Kreider, he got his second goal of the evening, uh, an assist from Brett Howden. Like we mentioned, a two-point night for Brett Howden. So that's good to see him kind of gelling with Kreider and with Buchnevich on that top line there. And then Philip DiGiuseppe, he got a goal from Baron Lemieux. Sounded like Lemieux put the puck at the net, and then DiGiuseppe just kind of cleaned up the rebound. And then uh, Philip Hedl scored off of an assist from Alexi Lafreniere. So very cool to see Lafreniere uh, get sort of an unofficial point in the scrimmage there. And like I said, really good night for Team B. It's weird with these scrimmages because... 
you know, if you have one team dominate the other, then everybody there played well, and then you're not so happy with the other team. If there's a situation where, you know, a lot of goals are being scored, then it's that's great to see. But then again, it's not such a good night for the goalies and the defensemen and vice versa. So it's always kind of hard to weigh these things. But with that in mind, I'm going to try to identify who I think were the biggest winners and losers of this scrimmage for the New York Rangers. Uh, don't read too much into this because, again, it is just one scrimmage and... If somebody succeeds for the Rangers in the scrimmage, then it kind of means that somebody else fails. That's just kind of the nature of the beast here. But as far as the biggest winners, I think the very biggest winner of the night was Brett Howden because, like we mentioned, this is the third time in four days that he's gotten some run with the top line, with Chris Kreider and with Pavel Buchnevich, and he's basically taken the ball and run with it. He's played very well, and that continued last night in the form of a goal and an assist. He got some praise after the scrimmage from David Quinn. David Quinn was talking to some reporters virtually, of course. He thought Howden did a great job with Kreider and Buchnevich, and he thought Howden was very hard on the pucks and was moving his feet very well. So a lot of high praise from Coach Quinn, and he always seems to have been a fan of Brett Howden. It seems like, you know, Ranger fans, Brett Howden isn't always their favorite, but it seems like David Quinn likes some of the things that he brings to the ice and just likes his compete level. And we see that manifesting here because Brett Howden is getting the opportunity to play on the first line in the absence of Mika Zibanejad. Another big winner, I think we got to name Chris Kreider because he did score two goals. I mean, it's not like Chris Kreider needs to have an outstanding training camp to secure his spot on this team. We all know he's going to be there. We all know pretty much what we can count on from Chris Kreider going into this season. But hey, you score two goals, you score two goals. So he's a big winner of the night as well. And I think Igor Shesterkin because he only gave up one goal against Team A. Team A had a top line that had... Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Capo Caco. That's obviously a dangerous line. He held them in check. He made a couple of really nice saves. He continues what has been a very strong training camp so far for Igor Shesterkin. And as far as the goalie competition between him and Alex Georgiev, Quinn has kind of framed it as an open competition. And I think on some levels, he definitely believes that. He definitely does see it that way. But I think if you're being completely honest, if the Rangers front office is being completely honest, they probably see Igor Shesterkin as the top guy. That doesn't mean that Alex Georgiev can't take the job away from him or anything like that. But I just think, you know, short-term, long-term, and just based on what Igor Shesterkin did last season, I think you're looking at a situation where he's going to be the man going forward. And I think... You might see a little bit of a timeshare in the early goings of this season, but I get the feeling once it starts to get late, again, it's only 56 games, once it starts to get late in the season, the Rangers are battling for a playoff spot, I think you're going to see Igor Shesterkin more often than Alex Georgiev, because by then I think Shesterkin probably will have separated himself from Georgiev at least a little bit. And again, there's no guarantees there. Maybe Alex Georgiev plays better than Igor Shesterkin this year. You never know. But my money would be on Igor Shesterkin. And I think, obviously, he's a big winner last night, uh, clearly outplaying Georgiev and only giving up one goal in two periods of play. I think the defensive duo of Ke'Andre Miller and Brennan Smith also big winners on the night because they were part of Team B, and obviously that team only allowed one goal the entire evening to Team A. And so both those guys kind of, uh, I would say, probably increasing their chances of being on the opening night roster. I would think Brennan Smith probably slightly has the inside track to being out there. You know, he was with the team. He's been with the team for several seasons, and I thought he played pretty well in the short playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes last season. He's a defenseman. He's probably in his last season with the New York Rangers, but I get the feeling that, you know, it's on somebody else to kind of unseat him as far as the opening night lineup is concerned. And then Keandre Miller, we all know the talent is there. We all know the Rangers are very high on him, but this is a strong performance here. Again, allowing the opposition just one goal in the two periods. And David Quinn after the game, now granted, he was asked about Keandre Miller several times, but he 
talked very highly of Keandre Miller and made it sound like, yes, he absolutely is in the mix for an opening night roster spot for the New York Rangers. So that's a situation we're going to keep our eye on as well. But Keandre Miller only strengthening his cause to be out there on January 14th against the Islanders with a strong, strong performance in this scrimmage here. One more winner that I'll toss out there for this scrimmage is going to be Philip DiGiuseppe. It sounds like he was working really hard on the forecheck, and he ends up scoring a goal, one of those dirty goals in front, cleaned up a rebound from Brandon Lemieux. So uh, DiGiuseppe, you know, somebody who was in and out of the Ranger lineup all last season, and somebody who I think the Rangers value his versatility. He, he tended to move up and down the lineup a little bit. We mentioned there was a time that Chris Kreider was hurt and Phil DiGiuseppe was actually up there on the first line. There were times where he was on the fourth line, the third line. He moved all over the place. So uh, Phil DiGiuseppe, uh, somebody who definitely has a chance to make the opening night roster. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but again, somebody who only helped his cause last night with the way he played. As far as kind of biggest losers from the practice last night, and again, take that term with a grain of salt. I'm not calling these guys losers or anything like that. It's just a term that we use for things like this. Uh, maybe the better term is stock down a little bit. I think you got to start with Jacob Truba and Tony D'Angelo because so much has been made of Tony D'Angelo potentially switching sides from the right side to the left side, and that's what it looks like the Rangers are going to do with Tony D'Angelo going into the season. And credit to D'Angelo. He's been ready, willing, and able to make that move, but not a banner night for D'Angelo or Jacob Truba because they gave up a lot of goals. They were on the losing side of this thing, and they were part of, I mean, they were the top pairing on a team that gave up six goals, and it's not all on them. This is a team sport. Uh, it sounds like Alex Georgiev had a little bit of a rough night as well, maybe left, left in a couple of goals that he would have liked to have had back, but yeah, not the best start for uh, Truba and D'Angelo pairing together. So we'll, we'll see what happens there going forward in the practices and if there's any scrimmages together as well. Uh, obviously, look, again, it's just one scrimmage. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, just not maybe the, uh, the ideal start for the Truba and D'Angelo pairing. And then one more I got to lump into this category as well is going to be Alex Georgiev because uh, just not a great night for him overall. And we've heard about how you know, it's an open competition at goalie, and we're going to need both goalies and all those good things. But uh, it sounds like on this night, at least, uh, Alex Georgiev was pretty soundly outplayed by Igor Shosturkin. And again, I do think Igor Shosturkin is going to end up getting more than half the starts this season. I don't think I'm being very bold by saying that. But Alex Georgiev, if he wants to be in a timeshare or even maybe take that top spot away from Igor Shosturkin, uh, he's going to need to do a little bit better in the practices and the scrimmages. I think the way things went last night, it only strengthens Igor Shosturkin's hold uh, atop the uh, depth chart, if you will, as far as the goalie position is concerned. And then just a couple other random notes from the scrimmage last night. We mentioned that David Quinn was speaking very highly of Ke'Andre Miller during his post-scrimmage presser. He said Miller moves well, he takes up space, he has a long reach, he closes on opponents quickly, and he makes good puck decisions. And he said that last thing, making good puck decisions, that was the one that was the biggest surprise, just how well he's seen the game and, uh, you know, how decisive he is when he's got the puck on his stick. Uh, he did say, you know, we got to keep it in check a little bit, but that Miller has shown a lot of things that you want to see out of a defenseman. So, again, uh, seems like Ke'Andre Miller very firmly in the running to be out there on opening night against the Islanders. Quinn was also asked about the power play. He does not anticipate changing up the power play too much this season. He cited the fact that they finished 7th in the league last year and uh, says that top unit will still be intact with Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Ryan Strom, and Tony D'Angelo. So I'm with him, man. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And like we said, the Ranger power play was pretty lethal last season. I think you have to go back pretty far to find the last time that the Rangers finished 7th or better in the power play in the entire league. But that is something that became a strength for this team last season. And so, as you would expect, looks like uh, Coach Quinn is going to keep those five guys together on the top unit. He was also asked about the Truba-D'Angelo pairing. He kind of 
brushed it off a little bit, said, you know, it wasn't really a good night for anybody in the blue or Team A, as we've been calling them, and that he'll have a better feel for them and everybody else when he watches the tape. Again, it's one not-so-great scrimmage for this pairing. I don't think we all need to start panicking yet. Uh, I think better days are ahead for these two. Let them get another couple practices. I mean, they have to do it quickly because we're very close to opening night here. We're just six days away. But let that pairing get a little bit more ice time together. Let them come into their own, and let's just see what they can do together. And like we said, there's a lot of attention going to Brett Howden right now and his transition to centering the top line, at least for now. Again, we don't know Mika Zibanejad's status as far as opening night is concerned. He's just day-to-day. David Quinn thinks he's going to be ready. We don't know for sure. Again, the Rangers being very vague about that whole thing. But Brett Howden was asked if he feels like this is an important year for him to sort of prove himself. And this is what Howden had to say about it. I put the most pressure on myself out of anyone. I expect the most of me. I'm coming out every day to work and get better. And obviously, this is my third year. So I want to keep improving. So, yeah, I mean, kind of just standard stuff from Brett Howden there. But again, he has a tremendous opportunity here uh, if they go into the regular season without Mika Zibanejad to take advantage of it. And even if Zibanejad's back by opening night, Brett Howden can still kind of boost his stock a little bit by showing well in these scrimmages and in these practices, centering the Rangers' top line, not being overwhelmed by the position that he's in, and just doing his best to not necessarily fill Mika Zibanejad's shoes because very few players in the NHL can do that, but at least making sure that the Ranger top line is still very formidable. And then just one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick here before we call it a day is Henrik Lundqvist. As we mentioned in the intro, it sounds like he had his open heart surgery. This is what he posted on Twitter. He said, day three, surgery went really well, about five hours to get it all taken care of. Really appreciate the great staff here at the Cleveland Clinic. Last few days have been pretty crazy, but feel like I'm in really good hands. Every day is a step in the right direction. And then he had a thumbs up emoji, and he also, to accompany this tweet, posted a picture that it looks like uh, was drawn by his daughter. It says on the picture itself, it says, photo cred, Julie Lundquist. So you can check that out if you get a minute today. Uh, Very cool stuff there. Great to hear that Henrik Lundquist is doing well after his surgery, and nothing but the best for the king going forward. And also, if you want to sign up for fantasy hockey, I believe we're down to just three spots left. We have to... Well, we can't go over 20 is basically the long and short of it. Yahoo caps all fantasy leagues at 20 people maximum. We got 17 right now. If you want one of those spots or you just want to get in touch with this podcast for any reason, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.